Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, friends. How are you? (laughs) I'm really excited to be bringing this episode to you because postpartum nutrition and lactation is something that's really close to my heart. Not because it's what I want to practice, but because I feel like it's one of those things that would really be helpful to moms because that period is when a lot of us moms are very vulnerable to diet culture and to shitting all over ourselves. What do I mean by that? That's when we start hearing, when are you going to snap back? When are you going to go back to your pre-baby body, you know, where you're not looking like you're six months pregnant? And then we also struggle with wanting to breastfeed because as we know, the messaging is breastfeeding is best. But then what happens when you're not able to breastfeed? So a lot of us struggle in that sense and we're not really sure what to do. So I have a guest on today that's going to talk all about that. And this episode, I would say, is probably one of my favorite ones for new moms. So what did we talk about? We talked about why the postpartum period is such an important period for new moms. Some of the practices that are being done across other cultures and the things that you can do to take care of yourself in this period. How you can advocate for yourself. How you can make informed decisions when it comes to taking care of yourself and the important things that you need to do to set yourself up for the postpartum period. I know I'm sounding like I'm all over the place, but trust me, it's such a good episode. I really enjoyed it and I hope that you will as well. Before we dive into the episode though, I want to introduce you to my guest. Her name is Jaren Soloff a registered dietitian and international board certified lactation consultant who serves as an expert in women's health. Jaren combines her expertise as a skilled nutrition therapist and lactation consultant to support mothers in nourishing themselves and their babies with confidence. Her private practice, Full Circle, provides nutrition counseling and lactation consultations to help both moms and babies thrive in motherhood. And this has been informed by her own journey and hundreds of women she has counseled. So Jaren's experience comes full circle to support women in navigating pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from a simple and intuitive framework. All right, here's my conversation with Jaren. Welcome to the podcast, Jaren. How are you? I'm well. I'm so happy to be here and chat with you today. Awesome. I'm really excited about this episode because, of course, you came highly recommended. And I think that the work that you do is so important. I just want us, before we head into the podcast episode, could you set the stage for us and just tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, and why this work is so important to you? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I know you and I connected because our philosophies are, are very similar in the work that we do in the world. And um, I, you know, work as a dietitian and a lactation consultant in my private practice and really try to blend the two worlds of those with, you know, supporting women and moms, particularly with healing their relationship with food, um, particularly in the season of life, you know, um, preconception to postpartum um, and what happens after birth. So it's really part of my own experience of, you know, my journey as a mom and navigating pregnancy and postpartum and the early feeding years with my own daughter um, and having had a really difficult relationship with food myself. I mean, I think for many of us in this non-diet fields, um, it comes from our own experience and mm-hmm. I'm just so passionate, you know, on a personal and professional level to really get moms a support that is going to be sustainable and effective and, you know, compassionate care too. So yeah, my practice is full circle and full circle to me means, you know, we're working with moms from, you know, the times they have their babies and really bringing their own healing full circle. So we know as parents, so much of our own stuff can really get triggered through becoming a parent. And, you know, I'm really passionate about not passing on food stuff to the next generation to my daughter. So it's really about that healing. Oh, I love that. And I love the name full circle. Like now that you say it, it really mm-hmm. makes so much sense that we want to bring that all around and back to just form that healing and holistic mm-hmm. approach. And very important, not passing on our food issues to our children. That's a very big thing for me as well. So I got the opportunity to read through your book. And of course, you know, when I reached out to you, all the things I had to say about how I could relate, but there's something you talk about this postpartum uh, period, how important it is. And you talked about moms preparing for the postpartum period before it even comes. Can you explain a little bit more why this is important? Yes, absolutely. So you know, I like to think that we're doing a better job of informing new parents of how difficult the postpartum period can be and difficult when you're not knowing what to expect or you're not preparing for it, right? So I think of the many, you know, much of the language around the birth experience. So we think about, you know, having a birth plan, having a birth doula, reading all of the updates and apps on week by week where you're at in your pregnancy. And there is so, so, so much planning that goes on before the baby comes. And there's usually very little planning around what happens during postpartum. And so it's really a huge passion of mine and in the birth world to really start to educate and support parents on understanding what happens physically, physiologically, emotionally, while you're healing after birth. So whenever, you know, we're dealing with health or we're dealing with this really vulnerable time of birth and postpartum, we want to try to be as proactive as possible because you have no idea what kind of birth experience you're going to have, right? But we want to try to prepare you as best as possible 
and we have no idea what might show up for you during postpartum. Every baby's temperament is different. Some babies, you know, do really well with breastfeeding. Some really struggle. Um, some have really caring birth attendants. Some don't. So there's just so many variables that can happen. So as much proactive planning that we can do for postpartum, the more empowered I think parents can be for that fourth trimester. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I just want to tag onto that postpartum period. Because I want to talk about lactation. This is mm-hmm. a big thing for a lot of moms. For me, I know it was when I had my second baby that I really struggled. And one of the issues I had was I already had a baby. I've had a baby before. I breastfed. I didn't have any issues. But when it came to the second one, I found myself struggling. And there are so many moms that find themselves in this place where they can't breastfeed or they're struggling with just getting producing the milk and then they feel like their body has failed them and of course with the messaging that we get sometimes you're not really sure what to do you're not sure at what point you need to say okay this is enough maybe I need to try other methods so what can a mom do when they find themselves in that space how can they best advocate for themselves can you offer some advice for us Mm Oh, I just, even hearing you talk about it just makes me have so much <laughs> compassion for yeah. every mom and parent that has been there because it is so much pressure. And the one piece that I really like to hold up is that, you know, it's not that we have failed, any mom has failed their baby. It's that we systemically, our societies, our mm-hmm. country, our infrastructure really fails moms in supporting them to breastfeed. Mm-hmm because it is something that is dependent on the level of support that we get from our employers in terms of leave we get, in terms of our health system, in terms of you know the amount of time and space our partners get. Like there's so many other factors that really impact breastfeeding outcomes and success. And it usually has very little to do with mom's motivation because every single mom that I have worked with is so highly motivated to make it work right? Sometimes to a fault um, to the point where they are so, you know, mentally exhausted by it. So I think of, you know, really having some compassion for understanding that you are not failing, that really there are much larger systems that are actually failing moms and we have a long ways to go with that. So that's, that's one piece that I think can offer some internal kind of reassurance. The second piece is as a lactation consultant, I always tell my clients that breastfeeding is not about breastfeeding at all costs, which means mm-hmm. that like we try every single thing and assuming that everybody can breastfeed. And if you aren't doing it, then you're not trying hard enough or you didn't get the right tools or, you know, whatever it is, but that's kind of the message that we get instead of it being about, you know, breastfeeding or not, it's about informed consent, Mm. which is that you based on your family's needs and goals and what works best for your family system and what works best for you physically, mentally, and emotionally as that child's parent, um, what are your choices in feeding? Because that can look like some breastfeeding and some pumping. It can look like combination feeding. It can look like exclusively pumping and bottle feeding. I mean, there are so many different ways that it can look. And that piece of empowerment and informed consent is so, so full versus I call it shooting ourselves into (laughs) 
thinking that we just have to make breastfeeding work this one way. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's about. Wow. I like that idea of informed consent. Mm -hmm. And for me, my nine to five for the past 10 to 12 years has been in research. So informed Mm -hmm. consent is a big deal for me. And just hearing that women have the power to say, okay, this is what can work for me and this is what cannot. I think it's enough to just help us relax because again, if we get that messaging and thinking that we should be doing this, I could see how a mom would be so stressed out. And if you're Mm -hmm. stressed out, of course, you're not relaxed enough and your body might just try to preserve itself rather than support you in what you're trying to do. You also talk about compassion. So let's say a mom is really struggling. What are the practical ways that she can support herself with she's given herself the compassion would you advise that she reach out to a lactation consultant like how does that all work out for a mom who's not just sure where to turn because some people might go to the doctor and the doctor just said oh just try Mm -hmm. just try is not good enough for most people so what would they do it's it's not and it's not helpful either Um, for most moms to like, we already know, we already know that, you know, feeding to be nutrition wise, what's best for our babies, but, you know, we can't expect that, um, every baby is just going to figure it out. We mm-hmm. need support. And we used to have a framework of support for moms to help, you know, nurture them and support them in learning breastfeeding postpartum. And we don't have that. So working with skilled, you know, lactation consultants, uh, breastfeeding support is a part of my recommendation for every new parent. And I recommend trying to set that up before birth. So just as you're setting up your birth doula, your birth plan, you know, even if you, because you might not end up needing it. And that's fine, but at least, you know, here's three different consultants in my community of who's available. Um, Here's their fees. Here's their phone number. That way, you know who to call is it's never a good time to try a decision when you're in a crisis. (laughs) That's really hard (laughs) when you're in that moment and your nipple are like so painful and your baby Mm -hmm. and you know, you're still healing from birth. I mean, that's the worst time to try to Google someone, right? Mm-hmm. you're really desperate. So um, having some names and some providers and you can meet with them prenatally too, to make sure they're a good fit, know what their philosophy is, their experience. Um, and then you have some support on hand, but awesome. absolutely get specialized support. Mm-hmm. Good. So it's all about just being proactive and setting yourself up to succeed after you have the baby. That's great. Now I know that we both connect on the non-diet approach Mm -hmm. to everything when it comes to, you know, moms and babies. And I really want to talk about the first 40 days after giving birth, because you said that this is really important. Mm -hmm. So when moms have their baby, they're now newly postpartum, right away, diet culture sneaks in. It's time to snap back and, oh, in six weeks, or 12 weeks, you can start exercising. Of course, we as moms really want to jump back on because we want our pre-body or pre-baby bodies. So what would you advise a mom who's in that space, who's trying to decide what she needs to do, where she's kind of stuck between wanting to go back to her pre-baby body, but then she knows she really needs that rest? What kind of advice would you offer to her in that moment? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there's a lot of things. There's probably so many layers and directions that I would go, but I'm going to just go as, just go as you feel best. Yes. I mean, the first thing that always comes to mind is just normalizing and validating that because Mm. that is all of right, wrong, or indifferent. That's everything that we hear is that, you know, you are supposed to bounce back after you have your baby. And so I always validate that, you know, of course you want to lose weight. Of course you want to, you know, get back to that place. And I like to dig a little bit deeper and understand like, and what does that mean for you? Does it mean that you are feeling, you know, here you are in postpartum and everything is new and you have this new baby and your body is totally different and foreign and going back to, you know, your old body or whatever language you might use means that you feel like you have everything figured out, like things are attainable for you. You don't have to learn everything all over, like brand new, like you are with this new baby. I mean, there's so many underpinnings of usually what's going on internally for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's usually the direction I like to go. We know that body image is a complex mix of, you know, different ideas and narratives we have about what we see, especially in, you know, our day and age of social media, but it really is about the way we feel and understand ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I think for the postpartum mom, that's really struggling with like, I want to lose weight. I want to feel like myself is usually what I hear. I want to feel like myself again. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. But like, what does that mean? Because your life and your season now is very different. So if it means that you want to go back to the season of life where you didn't, you know, you were able to sleep and you were able to eat a meal as sitting down, or you were able to, you know, get your needs met. So I think about, let's talk about the ways that we can actually get your needs met outside of weight loss, right? Because I always use the example of, okay, if I had a magic wand and boom, I could make your wish happen. You lost the weight you wanted to overnight. Like, would things actually feel better for you internally mm-hmm. and in your life? And most often the answer is no, mm-hmm. because those needs are still not being met or your baby's still not sleeping, or it's still hard to eat a meal. It's still start hard to self-care. So I like to try to help moms find out like, what are those actual needs that you need versus focusing on weight loss? That's such great insight and food for thoughts, I think. Because like you said, we are no, we'll never be the same. That's, I think that's the thing that we forget is once you have a baby, you're never the same person. There's so much that has changed just within your body, but even mentally for you talked about sleep. And I know that that's something that I struggled with because I really love to sleep. But when I had my daughter, that was like out the window, like I'd be up till 1am in the morning because she really struggled with colic. And that wouldn't let her sleep. So just recognizing that it's normal to want to go back and change our bodies and be who we used to be, but also trying to define what that means for us, because it could be very different for everybody, like you said, and we need to be sure and understand that what works for somebody else might not be the same thing that works for us. Thank you for sharing that. So for newly postpartum moms, what what are the three most important things that you think that mom should be focusing on after they've had their babies? Well, I'll share a few. Maybe we can kind of nail down three of them. Oh, sh- share as much as you have. 
<laughs> yeah, there are these, you know, universal kind of postpartum needs. And Kimberly Johnson in her book, The Fourth Trimester, there's actually the book, The First 40 Days, which talk about more of these Eastern principles other countries and other cultures have during postpartum. And these are practices that we don't have here in the, um, in the West um, that are not universal in our cultures. So one of them is rest and really, you know, creating a structure and changing the household to prioritize the mom resting after birth. So other cultures, that means that extended family comes to stay with the new parents so that they can offer the mom and the family rest um, and help with taking care of the baby. Another universal principle, is what we call um, confinement. In certain cultures, it's actually about this, you know, moms don't go anywhere for 40 days. Like they are confined and almost the word is cocooned and really just enveloped in this support, staying in, resting, replete bodies, um, before kind of come back out into the world. And then the third one that's coming to mind, of course, um, physical nourishment in terms of the foods that we're eating. And I talked about in the postnatal cookbook and really aiming towards warming, um, well-spiced, well-seasoned foods, things that are going to be really nourishing and enriching and very rich in nutrients for repletion, but also, you know, emotional nourishment. So that's part of that support network of, you know, family and friends and a postpartum uh, and, you know, your midwife or consultant being there to help you navigate this huge new season for you. And that's usually not the framework that we have for birthing parents now. It's very emphasized on um, parents being very independent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's not how it's to be. And often that's why we struggle so much is because, you know, we don't have that network of support. Mm-hmm. I love those practices and I can totally relate to all of them because mm-hmm. growing up in Nigeria for new yeah. moms, you're pretty much cocooned you don't go anywhere you're just by yourself family comes over they take the kid they take care of you like it's to me that's the ideal life and I didn't get to enjoy that because obviously I was here but I did get support just from friends and people that I would consider family who are living here so now the thing is we're in COVID pandemic and someone might be thinking well I can't do all of this, because of course, you can't really have people come over because of restrictions. Mm -hmm. But what is one thing they could do? For me, I'm thinking they should really focus on resting Mm -hmm. and focusing on creating that structure in the home to prioritize the mom and the baby. Would you agree to this? Or do you have anything else that you would want to add to that? Absolutely. And it's, it's been so interesting to see how you know, families have really navigated, um, especially families who are newly postpartum during this pandemic. But I think for a lot of families, it has provided a lot of space for people to slow down. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were forced to slow down. Mm -hmm. And that is not the pace that we usually operate at. And for new families to really step away from this pace and the hustle is usually very difficult because there's this urgency to get back to work, to get back to normal, to get your body back. And that does not 
bode well with a newborn and Mm -hmm. recovering from birth. So I think in this actual time frame, it can really provide you the opportunity to slow down and to rest and to, you know, stay very close knit with your family, you know, and really focus on resting and repletion. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So one final question I want to ask you is a question I ask all my guests. And that's just what does thriving mean to you? Oh, I love that. I think thriving means to me that we're really taking into consideration the many different factors and determinants of health um, Mm. and well-being, right? Mm. So just like with the breastfeeding example, it is not just about, you know, assuming that breast is best. It is understanding that it's dependent on mom's mental and physical well-being, on the level of support that she has, on her own feelings about it. And so it really is just, I think, a holistic kind of physical, emotional, physiological, and really kind of together creates thriving because I don't feel that they can exist independently. I think they're really interdependent on each other. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. And I like that you really focus on the determinants of health and how the mom might be feeling. Because for me, most people would hear lactation consultants and right away, they're like, oh, no, all they're all going to say is focus on breast, focus on breast. But it's nice to hear that even though this is what you practice, you're also encouraging women to think about what exactly do I want? How am I feeling about this choice that I want to make? So thank you so much for sharing that. If people want to connect with you and learn more about you and the work you do, where can they find you? Mm -hmm. Yep. So my practice, my website and practice name is Full Circle. And the circle is just spelled a little bit. You'll probably put it in the notes, right? Um, You can go to my website, fullcircle.co and learn a little bit more about me and what it might like to, to work together, or I'm always happy to provide any resources um, and other information to connect you with someone who might be able to support you too. So that's awesome. the best place and more about my book, the postnatal cookbook there as well. Okay. Awesome. I was going to ask about the cookbook because I think it's really important for people to grab that. And yes, I think it would make a nice you. gift too. If you have a mom who's about to give birth, Make sure you yes. grab a copy for her as well. It would really be I helpful. Think that's the ideal, you know, um, baby shower kind of gift is preparing for postpartum. And um, so you can find the links on my website, but you can also find it on Amazon. I know we're doing a lot of that these days with the pandemic on Amazon or at most local book retailers too. Yeah. And I'll include all the links in the show notes as well. So people can grab that. So thank you that's so cool. much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. This was fun just getting to learn more about uh, postpartum and lactation. And I hope that our moms would really benefit from it. So thank you very much, Jaren. Thank you for having me. And thank you for this work and the platform you have for moms. I think it's so important. Hey, 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 how was that? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Even though I'm not postpartum, But I think I really learned how I myself could be of support to the moms, the new moms around me, just to help them feel like they're not alone. So if you found this episode helpful, I would love to know your big takeaways. Share it with me on Instagram. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. 
if you're looking for some support during the postpartum period, feel free to reach out to Jaren. I've included all the links in the show notes. And yeah, reach out to her. It's time for us to normalize the struggles that many moms have during the postpartum period. The more we normalize it, the more people will feel like they're not alone and the more comfortable they'll feel asking for help, which is what we know that moms need. So again, reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know your big takeaways. And if you found this helpful, by all means, download it and share it with a friend. Share it with a mom who's pregnant right now. They'll need to prepare, as you heard Jaron talk about. And yeah, I hope this was helpful. Until next time, remember I'm always rooting for you. And let's remember to take care of the moms around us. They need us. Okay, my friends, until next time, keep thriving.